Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Storybox Podcast. My name is Jay Phantom, and I'm your host for the show. And I don't like doing intros. I'm just going to put it out there and say it. Intros suck, but I'm going to do them anyway because I want you guys to know who we've got on the show. So first of all, just want to welcome you and say you've chosen the right show despite that amazing introduction. <laughs> but uh, this week on the show, I want to introduce to you guys a very, very special guest. Her name is Christine, and she is the owner of the legendary, the very famous Peanut Butter Bar here in Sydney, Australia. And it's been on all the radio stations, all the news articles. Like if you walk into the bathroom, uh, the female, she actually showed me the female and male bathrooms, all the uh, the articles that have been written about this place. Uh, are all hanging on the walls and it's pretty incredible like you kind of get lost like walking around or looking around I should say the the toilet and you know you, you get lost in in this amazement of how popular peanut butter bar actually is and it's quite a unique uh, premise I find because pretty much everything on the menu I should say everything on the menu has something to do with peanut butter it's got peanut butter in it um, and I find that pretty interesting. So when I found uh, Peanut Butter Bar on Instagram, I had to reach out and first of all, know the story of how this all began. So that was my interest. And secondly, I love peanut butter. It's like my favorite pastime. I love just eating the stuff. I have it pretty much every single morning and then on for snacks as well, you name it. So when Christine got back to me and said that she would love to be on the, the story box, I was super keen. I, like, I wanted to know uh everything about this place like the ins and outs how it all began why you know all that fun stuff so i went there and this is a place you guys have got to experience for yourself if you haven't been there get yourself down there it's on norton street in leichhardt so it's not too far uh i know for me it wasn't too far and i'm out in the west so not complaining um, but, but make the drive, go there or make the effort to actually go to peanut butter bar and try the, the food. Cause I guarantee you it's one hell of an experience like for your taste buds. It's incredible. Thank you so much to Christine for coming on. We talk about her life in corporate before she actually decided to move into doing her own thing. So she was pretty high up in the corporate world, as you will hear, uh, working for notable brands, Louis Vuitton, um, you name it like she was like living in Dubai you know it's an incredible story so you have to hear it for yourself so without me continuing on let's dive into the story box and hear Christine's stories 
All right, cool. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to chat with you today. So, yes, my name is Christine. Uh, I'm the founder and owner of Peanut Butter Bar. Um, Peanut Butter Bar was born three, almost, well, two and a half, three years ago now. Um, after a 20-year corporate career, it was just something that I've always wanted to do. So, I'm sure I'll tell you more about it as we go. Yep. Please, tell me about that. We'll start from the beginning. So, your career in corporate. So, tell me how you actually got started in your career? Sure. Well, look, I mean, very early on, I started working at a very young age. I was 15 years old, actually, and I was working for Australia's Wonderland. Do you remember Australia's Wonderland? I do, yes. Oh, I my know, God. Many times. <laughs> no I way. I was very sad when it closed down. I know. That was devastating. It was yeah. like the best thing in Sydney. But um, I was very fortunate that that theme park was just around the corner from my house. And so it was one of my, it was my first big job. And it just, I guess it, it exposed me to a world of, you know, processes and um, leadership and um, hospitality. Um, and I think two years in, I was basically given a managerial role. So I was only 17 at the time, but it was a fascinating, fascinating learning. Um, and I spent about probably the next six or seven years in, in hospitality. Um, and then around the age of 20, 21, while I was studying, I got my first big break with a big corporate, um, L'Oreal Paris in the cosmetic universe. Um, wow. And, you know, fast forward 20, I think 25 years on, um, I stayed in, in cosmetics, but I was very fortunate to have a, an amazing long career with Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy. So what was going through your mind when you got your first big break? Um, Actually, I, I think the first big break was probably working for Givenchy. So I got a job with Givenchy um, yeah. in 2000 um, and I was very excited. I mean, this was a huge, you know, French company, international, beautiful brands. And I was like, oh, this can't be happening. But it was kind of weird because as a kid, I always kind of fantasized about having this, you know, awesome offers, a job that would allow me to travel and have, you know, really cool stuff. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be like a powerhouse kind of corporate you know, gun, yeah. if you like. So it's kind of like the dream for everyone to go, like, I think for people wanting to get into corporate, that's sort of the dream, you know, like wanting to travel as a job, be high up, work for a, a notable brand, that Absolutely. sort of thing. So you being able to do that, were you quite young? Uh, yeah, look, I think I, I was about 23 23, yeah, 23, 24 when I got the um, uh, Givenchy gig. Were you nervous? Um, I was, but at the same time, I just felt like I was naturally kind of, you know, ready for this. I don't know. I, you know, 80% of the time I didn't know what I was doing, but, you know, you kind of like, mm. you work it out as you go because you want it so bad. And you were telling me before as well that you kind of went to Dubai for three years as well. and. Stay, got to live in Dubai. Yeah. So what was that experience like? Oh, that was insane. So, I mean, after I think it was after 13 uh, or 10 years in Australia working with that company, they recognized that, you know, obviously I had some other talent that I could offer them. Um, and they, they gave me an amazing promotion as a regional director in the Middle East based in Dubai, managing the whole Middle East and Indian subcontinent. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit crazy um, looking back. But did you get any time off at all? Um, yeah, I did a lot of travel. Um, they used to send me back to Australia once a year for Christmas. But, yeah, I was fortunate that the job involved a lot of travel. So I was able to see lots of countries and tag on little trips here and there. So Was it, was, it a stressful job at all? A hundred percent. It was insane. I had... Um, a massive team. Uh, so it was a regional office reporting into Paris. Um, so, and it was a cash cow. They call it cash cow region. So it's a very important region for, for the company. Yeah, it was stressful, but very rewarding. Mm. And now moving forward to where you are today. So can you tell me a little bit more about why you wanted to start your own 
peanut butter bar. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I mean, uh, as I was telling you before, I was very fortunate to have a, a very solid 24, 25 year corporate career. Mm. And I think towards the end of it, I started to fall out of love with corporate. Why do you think that is? Um, I felt like I achieved a lot in it. And I think at some point it just became kind of routine. And I felt like I wasn't really working at capacity anymore. Like yeah. something inside of me just died. It was just like Groundhog Day. And I think the Dubai experience was a lot to blame because once you sort of, you know, have to work under that ridiculous pressure and then anything else second, you know, t compared to that, you're not working at the same level. No. So for a while I realized I wanted to go back to my original passion of hospitality or, um, you know, that fast-paced nature of hospitality. But more so, I was really obsessed with creating my own brands. I really wanted to create an iconic brand. And where did the idea of Peanut Butter Bar come from? Well... It took a while, actually. So for uh, I think the first step for me was, okay, I want to get out of corporate. And so there was that struggle. And then the next one was like, okay, what do I want to do? I want to create a brand. I want it to be hospitality. What do I love? Um, you know, I kept reading all these things and listening to all these, you know, gurus talking about, oh, you got to do what you love. You got to do what you love. And I was like, well, what do I love? I love yeah. eating. Uh, I love going out. I love peanut butter. Um and it was, I think it was a weird time in Sydney where there was all these issues with lockout laws um, and people were always whining about how there's no cool places to go anymore. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed in the market there was an absolute um, saturation of chocolate. I mean, we all love chocolate, right? 100%. But come on, yeah. Nutella and chocolate was just everywhere and I thought, I don't know about you, Jared, but when I go somewhere and I see a peanut butter option, I always take the peanut butter option. I'm, I'm the same, like with gelato as well. If I see it, I'm going for it. Or if it's caramel as well. Absolutely. So you mix them both together, you got heaven. Mate, heaven on earth. I absolutely. You yeah. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> You're going to have to try our salted caramel peanut butter I, I will gelato. Be after this, I guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where the idea started. It was a bit funny, but I, I just, I, I'm one of those peanut butter addicts um, all my life. I think I spent, you know, my first. 10 years of school just having peanut butter on toast for, for lunch every day. I never get bored of it, you know, whether it's for breakfast or at 2 a.m. after a big night, I go straight for the jar and <laughs> it's just one of those weird things. I don't know. And I, I just put it out there in the universe and apparently there's millions of people that have the same problem as you and I. Yeah. Is it your, like your comfort food? Um, absolutely yeah, my yeah. comfort food. It's just that kind I of... I go to ice cream, I go straight to the jar. 100%. Spoon. Smash it. Spoon with bread or... <laughs> And I and it just got me thinking. Well, geez, I love peanut butter so much. Um, it's not right that peanut butter just lives in a jar and on toast. And um, and and the idea kind of started like that, like trying to bring peanut butter out of the jar and using it as an ingredient. And what else can we do with it? And what about this? And what about that? And it just kind of evolved. So, because I know starting like an actual brand or a cafe sort of thing is quite difficult to start off with. So, what? How did you actually? start this whole bar like what was the process like doing that? I'm, I'm curious to know yeah i mean it's it was such a long time ago now yeah but look there was a lot of um thought and planning i'll be honest um so like i said i was in corporate and uh, towards the end of my uh corporate journey i found myself not focusing anymore on, on what on the job i was doing and i was just dreaming and planning so i, I probably spent about a year kind of cooking this up on paper, um, you know, just screenshotting things that I liked, trying to imagine like this huge space where people would hang out, enjoy music, enjoy food, 
you know, what would it look like? What kind of food would they like to eat? And so there was a lot of um, sort of thinking, Mm. a lot of Instagram, you know, it was at the time where Instagram was also kind of very helpful in terms of research. Um, So I did, I spent a lot of, uh, probably a year of of planning and, 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 you know, taking pictures of things that I liked and researching and so forth. Did you do it all yourself or did you have any help? I pretty much did it all by myself. Um, I had some help uh, putting together a, a business business plan towards the end um, with some friends of mine that helped me put it together. But the sort of the idea, the direction, what we were going to do, what was it going to be called, all that kind of stuff, I kind of cooked it up late night after work every day. Wow. So you were still working while doing this? Absolutely. I, I yeah. worked, yeah, I worked throughout the whole process and it took a, a lot of guts and a lot of, um, 100%. you know, yeah. I, I, I wanted to let go, but I, I was very nervous because I mean, LVMH was such a huge part of my life. It was 16 years and I had, you know, the most amazing chapter of my life. I spent every, I had, you know, I had a family, I had children, I traveled the world and I learned everything I know with them. So I knew, but I knew it was coming to the end. So it was hard and I eventually got the courage to, to resign and, and I said, that's it. There's no return. So was it like a week thing after that or how long did it take to actually get this started? So the good thing is I did a lot of groundwork before, so I knew exactly what I wanted to do. But what, but what I learned is things never go to plan. So it yeah. didn't matter how amazing my plan was, uh, the disasters started to happen one after the other. And that was um, the first disaster was basically finding a location. That was one of the most horrific um, journeys. Um, you know, I think we went through about three places before landing this one. Yeah. So why did you choose Leichhardt as a place of your location? Yeah, look, this is the million dollar question. Everybody asked me this question, so I'm happy to answer it. Um, so growing up in Sydney, uh, Leichhardt, about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Leichhardt was the place to be. I don't know, you're probably too young to remember that that period, but Norton Street was a, as, was an absolutely iconic uh, I street. I remember people talking about Norton Street, like being its was hype like absolutely it was a buzz of it, everything totally like, like the different cafes. streets that i sort of come to mind yeah now that you mention it so it makes sense now makes but, but but look to be honest with you i didn't choose the location because of that i mean i've got a, a a very kind of romantic connection with norton street because it reminds me of my kind of late teens hanging out here uh, very nostalgic um but a couple of reasons firstly it's close to where I live. So I, I am from the inner West. So I wanted to be, I knew I was going to dedicate my entire life to this business. So I didn't want to be too far from home. I have two teenage kids as well. Um, I needed a very big place uh, because I wanted to create an iconic kind of, you know, statement brand, if you like. I wanted it to be a big in your face place, not a tiny little cafe. Um, and I, I, for me, I think it's a very strategic location in the sense that it's easy to access for, for the Northern beaches, you know, you're straight over the bridge, yep. for the West, straight, you know, through the, the M4, um, for the South, um, for the Eastern suburbs. So whilst it's not, you know, the, the, the most happening part of Sydney, it's, it's, it's iconic and, and people know how to find us. Because I would have thought that you bring it out West to where you grew up, because the West is now it's booming yeah it's it's grown so much to when i was a kid growing up it was all bush yeah like nowadays it's all houses it's all shops absolutely so is there a plan to do another peanut butter bar oh you'll have to wait and see (laughs) no look absolutely i mean i i set out this project with um 
with the with the dream of of building a, an iconic brand, a global brand. Uh, I mean, I've always worked for global brands, and I love and I've seen the world so many times. And and the dream is really to take this brand everywhere and anywhere. But what I've learned is that it's it's a very long and tough process. So yes, um, to answer your question, that's the idea. Um, we're in a, a good position now. The model is is great. The concept's working way better now, since we've rebranded. Um, we've done lots of trademarking all over the world, uh, including the US, the UK, New Zealand, Europe. So our our intention is to take the brands, you know, interstate and globally one day. Because you were showing me just a moment ago all the uh, plate companies, the magazines, radio shows that have promoted or have told people about peanut butter bar yeah so i think hearing about a second one or even a third fourth fifth <laughs> and that's the goal having as many as you possibly can would just be insane like seeing everyone's hard work now it'd be very rewarding in the future like 100 percent. and i'll be a, i'm a huge fan now and i haven't even tried the food <laughs> well thank so, you you know um so what's sort of like everyday occurrence for you when you are you here every single day or how does it work for you yeah look um yes to answer your question yes uh, not because i have to but because it's my child it's like a child you know the funny thing is when i was in corporate i used to think oh my god this is so tough you know five days a week and i'm only off on the weekends and like it's you know eight till six and this is it's crazy when you have your own place, you end up doing, you know, three times more hours per week. You get paid zero to very little and you keep going. It's insane. Like that's been the biggest um, shocking yeah. learning for me that I didn't understand. I would have never understood, you know, if you had told me before it. So why, what keeps you going? Like what gets you up in the morning to keep coming here? despite the low points. Yeah, um, it's it's a dream. Like, uh, you know, I set out to, to build a brand and I'm pretty relentless. Like, I, I will make sure that I keep going until it gets to where it needs to get to. That's one thing. But the other thing is, if I'm totally honest, it's uh, the people connection. Um, I'm absolutely floored by how people have reacted to the peanut butter bar. It's so humbling. Like when I, I mean, just last night, you know, we had a couple of celebrities in here. People find us, um, you know, from from celebrities to movie people to sports people to, you know, just the locals, people who have traveled, you know, for hours to get here. And when they come and they're so excited to share their story on how they discovered us and, you know, genuinely have a good time and, and enjoy the food, enjoy the atmosphere. That's what kind of gives me a high when I see people really happy. So I feel like, I need to be here because I don't want people to be disappointed after all the hype they've seen. Well, I don't think they are. <laughs> like, I'm certainly not. And I, like I was saying it before, I haven't even tasted the food. I love the atmosphere. Love. I've seen the menu. And my goodness, you got to tell me about how you came up with a menu like that. Yes, I not, know. There's not so many things on the menu. No. But it's just enough. Yeah. I, I find. So tell me about how you came up with a menu like that. Well, look, to be honest, um, you know, I love food as we all do, right? Yeah. Um, it started off as a dessert bar. Um, so I just wanted to combine all my favorite flavors and profiles under the one roof. I love baked goods. I love the saltiness of peanut butter mixed with the sweetness of chocolate, for example. Um, I love cheesecake. I'm a cheesecake addict. So, you know, everything kind of started with a whole cheesecake um, uh, foundation. Yeah. So 
I think we nailed the desserts. Um, people really enjoy our desserts, especially the skillets. I think we're, you know, we're the first to make such, such noise around a hot cookie dough skillet. So that's been really good to us. Um, and then, you know, recently we, we rebranded due to, um, you know, listening to what people wanted and, and, and people were reaching out and saying, you know, they wanted to hang out longer, they wanted to eat. So we wanted to create a savory menu that had a bit of a peanut butter twist. Not everything has peanut butter and it's not overkill peanut butter. But um, I love burgers. I don't know about you. But I love my burgers. Yep. So um, you'll be shocked. You're going to try one after this. Yes. And you're gonna I cannot wait. Like, I'm hanging think. out. Like, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. So when you talk about rebranding, so what do you mean by, did you mean like the brand itself? Or what were you talking about? With so that? those who know us previously, so we were called the Peanut Butter Bar, but we had a slogan. Uh, it was powered by protein. So when initially we started off, we started off as a high protein dessert bar. <laughs> Um, and this is a perfect example of how plans never actually, um, you know. Come into fruition. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I read a really cool um, uh, saying recently that plans help you get started, but deviating from the plan brings you success. Mm. So although the original plan was to have a high uh, protein dessert bar, so basically bringing indulgence and wellness together. And it was a very fitness focused concept. Um, which did well and, 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 and ticked a lot of boxes for a lot of people, but it was very niche and it was a little bit confusing. So um, we did a, 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 a bit of a marketing uh, brand health check, if you like, about a year ago, um, which basically meant conducting hundreds of surveys and getting a specialist in to understand and dissect the business for us. And the feedback was, look, guys, people are coming to you because they love the atmosphere, number one, and they are addicted to peanut butter. And so we had to make some changes to really enhance those two fundamentals. And those changes, have they worked? Um, absolutely. Yeah, look, we're only two months into the new brand. Really? The, wow. the new branding or the new concept. But um, the feedback has been amazing. Um, very happy with, with how people have reacted to the brands. Um, we're trying to keep the menu simple but really good quality. We make every single item in this store on site. We don't buy anything from outside. Um, everything is, you know, made fresh daily. We make our own sauces. We make our own ganaches. Um, so we want to keep it authentic and, and fresh, good quality, and just, you know. And in saying that, with the peanut butter as well, did you ever think of doing your own peanut butter? We get asked that a lot. Um, yes, eventually, one day. I mean, um, one day. I think it's a very big process. Um, we currently use a peanut butter that I love. Um, one of my, it's my favorite Skinny? peanut butter. Well, I can't tell you that. It's IP. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to guess. I'll I'll see if I can taste it because mm. I, I love like picks, Mavers. Um, those are my two favorite. I think if I was had to choose between picks and Mavers, I choose picks. Yeah, picks uh, sponsor me, please. <laughs> Shout out picks. Um, but yeah, like that. That's an interesting thing because. I've seen that like the process of making your own peanut butter, it's quite a long process. Yeah. So, okay, moving forward a little bit, or I guess we'll move back a little bit. So what were some initial mistakes that you made when you first started out? Yes, oh wow, so many mistakes, so many mistakes. Um, I probably, you know, the biggest thing 
the biggest mistake was probably over investing in, in a lot of things. So I'm a bit rogue when it comes to, um, you know, spending money. Um, I'm, I think I'm a creative person. So I come up with ideas and I'm like, this is going to be a fantastic. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, um, and, and I, and I do it. So the, probably the, the biggest, biggest mistake was, um, I found this really sexy piece of equipment, uh, gelato display units ah. from Italy. Um, gorgeous, very different, uh, very unique, very aesthetic, but it was, uh, and it cost uh, so much money. I can't even, I'm too embarrassed to even tell you how much it cost. Um, <laughs> but it was very aesthetically pleasing, but uh, an absolutely ergonomic nightmare. It was just not functional at all. Um, and we had it, you know, shipped over from Italy, weighed 700 kilos. It took an army of men. In my head. Oh, yeah. look, it's so <laughs> bad. Like it was one of my worst uh, decisions ever. And, and unfortunately I made that decision because I, I thought it looked great rather than sort of understanding the technical, you know, uh, uses behind it. But anyway, there's lots of mistakes. But I think, you know, without making the, the mistakes, you really never work out the solution. Um, I had, like I said, I had an amazing plan. I had everything sort of worked out to a T and I would say 50% of them were mistakes. Wow. But I think, you know, fail fast. You know, the quicker you fail, the quicker you can, um, you know, find a better solution. I think when people see like failure as like a bad thing, but it's really not because it teaches you what you did wrong so you can fix it for next time. Yeah, absolutely. Like don't stay in the failure for a long period of time yeah. because eventually, you know, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to move forward and you're going to have to look back. You can look back on it and say, look, yes, I made a mistake, but it got me to here where the success is. So absolutely. I have a saying that in failure, you learn humility because it brings you to a point. A hundred percent. I yeah. totally agree. Totally agree. Because it brings you to a point where you're actually like really you're humble like you don't you don't feel like you're up here anymore mm. like i'm if you can see i'm putting my hand up yeah high in the air because that's just the truth of it like we walk around some people walk around i find you know thinking that they know everything and when they get to, when they own a cafe or when you like you know you're doing something pretty amazing and you make a mistake everyone thinks oh well was me you know I'm not, never going to recover from that, mm. but, you know, kudos to you for coming back up and for, you know, moving forward. Look, I mean, you, you can't not make mistakes in business because you never really have, I mean, a, a business is forever evolving and changing and I think you just got to keep keep moving, keep recreating. People get bored as well, you know, so you never, even if you nail it, um, I can assure you that people will move on and find something else. So, um Look, the most humbling experience for me was, you know, having the um, the courage to change the concept after only two years in. So that was that was pretty crazy, and I was thankful that I had some really um, amazing people in my life mentoring me through that period and 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 helping me, guiding me through. Um, but it was crazy because we had spent so much money on the, the, the brands and the shop fit and everything. And then, you know, a year in, we were like, okay, this is not working or not working as we wanted it to work, or it's going to be too niche. We won't be able to expand, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like, okay, well, we've got to move. We've got to make a change that that could be seen as a failure, you know, yeah. but. So what keeps you here? Like, cause you said that you can sort of get bored in business. So what keeps you doing this well i don't think i get bored i think customers get bored i think uh, you know the audience gets bored um well look it's crazy I, i'm two and a half years in and i'm absolutely still in love um every day uh and i think you know i read a steve jobs quote recently saying uh, you know only like people have to be insane 
to do this because if you don't love what you do, there's like a no sane person would actually do this every day yeah. um, because sanity says, you know, you should have stayed in your corporate job, six figures, you know, fancy shoes, traveling the world. Like, why would I be in sneakers, you know, slogging it out day in, day out, you know, just challenges like you wouldn't believe, you know, the people elements, suppliers, you know, flooding, you know, you know, we got flooded the other day, weather issues, uh, we had to shut down. Um, some days it's really busy, it's crazy, we can't keep up. Some days it's like a ghost town and, you know, it's, it's just ups and downs. But I think, I don't know, I can't explain it other than the fact that I feel like there's a massive opportunity for me to, to live out the dream of building a brand here. I really believe in it. I've seen some amazing insights to, to give me the hope that I can, you know, we can, we can get this happening. Mm. Um, and it's yours. You know, I think when you create something, you, you, that drives you. That's what keeps you going every day. 100%. Yeah. That's why I keep doing this. You know, I keep reaching out to people like yourself that have actually got a story to tell that have actually done something with their life. You know, everyone's got a story, but there's not really a platform for them to share it. Yeah. For people great. to listen and to hear it. So I love the fact that I get to get out of my comfort zone because I'm an actual introvert. So it, it was hard for me when I first started. I'm like, well, I'm going to just reach out and ask a question to people. Would they be interested in being interviewed? Because I love stories. I love hearing people's journey. And, you know, um, so it was a good thing for me to get out of my comfort zone, to meet amazing people, to hear their story and to hopefully help others as well. And people are just like latched on to the idea, which yeah. is very humbling for me. It's like, well, thank you. You know, like thank you for taking a, a boy from the West that, yeah. you know, <laughs> and just making a, a dream come true, essentially. Well, good on you. You're doing a great job. And look, at the end of the day, we're all the same. You know, we all have very similar challenges. And sometimes, like you said, in terms of the helping, you might not realize you're helping someone, but when somebody hears a very similar story with somebody else, they, you it's know, relatable. realize, yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. And they think, well, maybe I could do it. Maybe, you know, it's not just me having these issues and failures and challenges. We all have the same problems. So you can, it's just you can, um, Your story can inspire other people. To keep going. Why not? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was like a dyslexic um, first generation Australian growing up in, in Blacktown. Um, and, you know, the future was kind of bleak for me at some point. I wasn't great at school. I was, you know, made fun of. I had, um, you know, it was, a, it was a weird world. And, you know, I ended up managing, you know, a region, working for luxury French brands. And now, you know, I'm not saying we've made it yet, but what I'm saying is you can you can get out of whatever rut you're in if you really have the drive and the dream. I asked you before, do you miss it? Do I miss what? Do you miss your past career? Oh, wow. People ask me that all the time, especially my kids. Um, I... I miss aspects of it, um, but absolutely not. Like it was a, it was an amazing journey that had a begin, beginning and an end. And if it wasn't for that journey, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. I would never go back to corporate ever. <laughs> just putting it out there. I still keep in contact with all my old bosses and colleagues, but um, absolutely not. Like it was a growth journey for me. Um, it, 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 it's my foundation, but I, I don't want to go back. I miss some things, but I'm happy where I'm at today. What things do you miss? Uh, I miss the fact <laughs> I miss the fact that it's not my problem at the end of the day. Like I'll do my best for the eight hours you got me, and then I go home and do yeah. my thing. I, I do miss that. I used to carry the brands like it was my problem, but really it wasn't my problem. So this is different. I mean, you take it with you twenty four seven. You know, you've got 
people that rely on you and customers and supply, like so much. Um, you know, I miss, I miss, you know, the, the, the fancy stuff, you know, the fluffy stuff, the traveling and the events and all that kind of stuff. But I had a lot of years of it, so I, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Do you ever get a break doing this? Uh, like a, as in a holiday? Like oh, <laughs> sort of like a day off here and there? Or? Uh, uh, now, yes. Um, didn't for the first two years, if I'm totally wow. honest. So probably uh, 18 months. Uh, I was, um, I mean, people won't believe it, but people close to, to me and who have seen this journey will, will totally know. I did seven days a week, um, day and night, day and night, day and night. And I had a lot of health issues. I was exhausted. I bet I was freaking out. You know, it was just like you're on a mission, you're on a roll, and you got to keep going. But it's different now. Like everything's kind of settled and calm, and we've got a bit more clarity in terms of what we're trying to achieve. So, absolutely, have 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 a few days off here and there. So I'm going to ask you how you manage your stress, because this is a very stressful game, very stressful business. So how do you go about like when you first started? How do you, or even now, even if it's the same? How do you go about managing your stress? Um, I, I, I do very simple things. I, I like to, to work out every day. Um, I'm, I'm an absolute music addict. So I am uh, like I listen to music almost 20 hours a day. It's not even a joke. Like from the minute I wake up to the minute I sleep. So that's a massive um, stress relief for me. Um, I love the sea. I'm an Aquarius. So I love the beach and the sea and the ocean. So whenever I get a chance, I just go to the, to the beach. I just even if I'm just sitting watching the water, it's water. It's very calming for me. Yeah. That's good. Now, finishing off because I am very mindful of your time. So, what are some other things that you're sort of passionate about? Um, a lot of things, actually. I'm very passionate about, um, you know, people. Uh, I, I, I've been very fortunate that I've been in a lot of leadership roles in my life. So I've, you know, I've helped, you know, mentor people or you know, just help people along the journey of their life and career. So I really love that. I'm a people's person. Um, I'm, I'm passionate about, um, you know, family, obviously. I've got a young family, so trying to get my teenagers. What do they think of their <laughs> mum owning a massive bar like this? Uh, well, it's funny because in the beginning they weren't so impressed by it, if I'm totally honest, or, you know, didn't really see the value in it because they were young and they wanted me to stay in my corporate world so they can access all these cool brands. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Yeah, they're yeah. like, why did you have to leave? Um, but the irony uh, and, and the funny twist is that now when we get all these cool people coming in and influencers and then now they're seeing some of their own friends, you know, posting and snapping, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. This place is all right. Everybody else is talking about it. Wow. So, look, they've been on the journey with me uh, and, and my husband, obviously, um, since since day one. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a very high price. It... it it's very taxing on the family dynamic because I'm, I'm fully committed. So it's, it's, you know, it's tough. So, all right, finishing off three bits of advice that you can give to someone starting out or just needing a little bit of a boost in their life. Um, okay. Absolutely. Uh, resilience, um, like or grit. Yeah. You know, you don't have to know everything. Uh, I sure as hell did not. Uh, and I still do not, but, the resilience and the perseverance, like being like toughen up, like it's going to suck 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. But if there's something inside of you that you really feel like you're onto something, um, you just got to manifest it. I, I, I love to manifest things. I think everything big in my life has come from manifestation. I can see it. If you can visualize the end, I mean, I see 
the peanut butter bar in LA and New York. And that's what keeps me going every day because I'm like, I'm going to just tough it out for the next three to five to 10 years because I will be there one day. So perseverance and grit is super important. Um, you know, and just 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 stay in your lane. Like, don't don't care about what people are doing, what people are saying. I, I really don't care. Well, I shouldn't say don't care, but I don't look at what other businesses are doing. I mean, a lot of people send me things all the time. You know, they say, "Oh, have you seen this? Oh, like they're using peanut butter now." Or why don't you do this? I don't care because it's just stay authentic and true. At the end of the day, people come to you or buy your product because it's different because it's a representation of whatever it is that you're trying to put out. But if I'm going to buy cakes from this guy and copy this guy and do what she's doing, well, then I'm not. There's nothing really true about what I'm presenting here. So I just try and stay in in my lane and just tough it out. Keep my eye on the on on the on the final prize and. And just keep going. Mm, that's so good. So what does resilience mean to you? Resilience is um, showing up every day. Whether you're miserable, um, you're in pain, you don't feel like it, sales were bad, sales were good. Um, I've done that my whole career. I mean, I, I, I basically, you know, I would be, you know, nine months pregnant and still turning up to work. I would leave two weeks before I'd give birth. I've always been, I mean, I've got a very strong work ethic. So I just feel like because I wasn't great at school or great academically, I overcompensated by being resilient and just having a strong work ethic. Mm. So I think if you just show up and turn up and be consistent every day, you get through whatever you get through. I have another saying, be persistent to remain consistent. Be persistent to remain consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if you're not if you're not persistent in something that you want to do, which is the consistency level, you're not gonna. It's not gonna work. No, it's. I mean, it's like going to the you gym. Have that you know, like that you, you got to keep going. One hundred percent. You know, people go to the gym. You know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and they want to see results. But I mean, it's a slow burn process. You've got to just keep doing the mundane, day in, day out stuff to get to the results. Yeah. Um, you got to trust the process and just, I think a lot of people quit and a lot of people leave what they're doing and I've seen a lot of that in, in my area here in, in Leichhardt. If it doesn't happen in the first three months, six months, one year, like it's too hard and people tap out. Like perseverance and grit, resilience are so important. Yeah, I, I think you're doing an amazing job. I found you on Instagram and immediately wanted to reach out because I thought this would be a very fascinating story to hear because it's a very unique thing. Like I have never heard of an actual restaurant or cafe taking peanut butter and using it solely in food items. Yeah. Like has it it's been crazy. like branding wise, has that been a challenge for you? Um, absolutely not. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's unique. Um, peanut butter has been around for hundreds of years, so we haven't invented peanut butter, but we've just, you know, offered a whole array of alternative ways to consume and enjoy peanut butter. Um, there's a lot of peanut butter addicts out there. Let me tell you. I'm one of them. Uh, it's <laughs> like, I thought it was just me eating uh, peanut butter at 2am, um, out of a job, but no, like it's, it's kind of like a cult following what we've created. People are obsessed. Uh, and I think I... I realized early on there was a video that was done on us. Um, I think it was inside of food. Uh, and then it kind of went viral and it went to BuzzFeed and Unilad. Wow. And we ended up with like 30 million plus views. And then New York um, Timeout featured. A and I was like, whoa. So it's not, um, 
yeah, look, pe- people are addicted to peanut butter. It's been around for hundreds of years. It will be around for hundreds of more years. But I think we've just, you know, shaken up things by showing the world that, hey, it doesn't have to live in a jar only and on your toast. You could do so much with it. I think that's a perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Christine, for sharing your story with the Story Box. Really awesome. appreciate it. Thank you for chatting with me. <laughs> <laughs> Always good. Thank you so much, Christine. Bye. Doesn't that story make you want to actually go to Peanut Butter Bar and taste their food? I guarantee you, when I had the food, Christine laid out the best spread. She bought me number one burger. She bought me the skillet. She bought me the fries. And I just, oh, it was glorious. I, I kid you not. You've got to go there and experience this place for yourself like you'll be gobsmacked. If peanut butter is, you you may think that, okay, why in the world would I put peanut butter on a burger? Trust me, it works, okay? And that's just something you need to experience for yourself, but it will be legendary, guaranteed. So thank you so much, Christine, for coming on the Story Box and sharing your stories with us. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Now, a little bit of housekeeping. Love this bit. Absolutely love it. I know you guys do too. And if you did get something out of Christine's stories, and please share it around, share the story box around to as many people as you possibly can. Get Get their stories out there so they can challenge, motivate, inspire, and educate people that actually need to hear it. I know Christine had a lot of good advice, and her story is quite inspiring. Uh, going from being in a corporate world to then starting your own business. That wouldn't be an easy thing. So you got security and then all of a sudden you got no security and then, you know, all, all that sort of transition period is, is very tough. So all credit to Christine for doing what she did um, and thank you for sharing as well. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, the Storybox Podcast. Uh, we do have a Facebook group, so if you do want to join that, you can, the Storybox Podcast. Share your stories as well if you want. Um, make sure they're appropriate, please. And I'll be moderating that. But uh, yeah, get involved with this incredible journey that we're actually going on together. It's not just me. Um, so really thank you for the support. Really do appreciate it. And Until next week, guys, don't forget to share your own stories around. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.